and click the button to start recording the podcast. Welcome to the Connect the Dots Gambling Podcast. My name's Andrew, here with my father, Mickey. The old bear. The old bear. Happy birthday. Thank you. First, very kind of first, you. Uh, first podcast in your 60s. Right. How does that 60. feel? Well, we'll be able to catch up in episodes, I hope. This is our 20th episode, so at this uh-huh. pace, it'll happen uh, when I'm 62. So that'll be cool. Um, great. I mean, you know, whatever. I'm no, uh, obsolete like a dinosaur. No no uh, midlife crises sneaking up, well, I guess. No. I already went through that with the tattoo gun. Yeah, I do want to get one more tattoo, though, before the skin gets even pointier. <laughs> the skin. The skin. Before the skin becomes just translucent. <laughs> Shout out to uh, the word translucent. It's a good word. Yeah, it's a good word. Good word. Uh, We're here. We took a week off last week. Uh, The NFL regular season has ended. Uh, You know, we had uh, the DeMar uh, Hamlin situation, which was scary for a while and then became uh, pretty uplifting. Yeah, it's interesting. Happy conclusion. The best parts of us come out in situations like that that resonate around sports, which is interesting of itself. But yeah, we we went silent last week. It shook us up. We're very empathetic as individuals, you and I. Yeah. Well, I think it's a wiring thing. I don't think you try. I think you either are or aren't. You have empathy or you don't. Or over-empathy. Not a learned skill. Right. I do believe that. It's more of a wiring. So you're saying it's not genuine if you're conscious of your behavior. Like, I I have a blind spot with empathy. I need to try make an attempt to be more empathetic. That's not, you don't think that's genuine. I think you can attempt to be that, but I think you either are or aren't. You're that sociopath? <laughs> yeah, right. No hope. <laughs> no Free hope for you, really, honestly. But I think overly empathetic is a wiring thing, too, because yeah. I think I'm overly empathetic. Sure. And I've said this before, you know, I've, I've, I've explained it this way. Yeah. You know, and we didn't, you know, I'm never going to say we have a lot or a little we've always had enough mm-hmm. but like I'm overly empathetic like if sure. I'm at the grocery store and, some, and somebody's got a cart and they only have like a few items or it looks like they can't afford like all the junk food that I just bought oh it freaks me out like oh dad then I feel guilty about being a fat bastard I feel guilty <laughs> about having more money than them you know it's just it's one of those things and or if gun violence situation happens if a child uh, you know, it affects you and I for days, and it just you oh, know yeah. it just resonates yeah. in a way differently. And I think that doesn't happen for everybody. Yeah, that's fair. Everyone's brain chemistry is wired a little differently, right. but I think you know, uh, sharing a lot of genetic material. Yeah, yeah, that, absolutely, uh, Cryer for sure. And, and, and it's impactful. tough. It's tough to escape. You know, for you know, I watched the show last night. It's not that's a bad thing. Was it I'd rather be empathetic than not. Watch the show directed by a female, written by a lot of females. It's about self harm and, and a teenager like seventeen. Heavy, very heavy, and and <laughs> the scenes are all shot, and it's resonating from mother to daughter mm-hmm. in a way. I'm bawling, and I look at Rose. And I said, "This doesn't make sense that it's impacting me this way." Mm-hmm. I'm, other than the fact that I have a, a young daughter, sure, but it wasn't even that. It was the fact that I don't know that, that thing, but yeah, overly empathetic or overly, I don't want to say sensitive, but because also can be sure. callous at times I suppose yeah it depends on what's going on <laughs> yeah, <you're, laughs> yeah your team's getting your ass kicked you're yeah. like yeah fuck off 
yeah, it was not a peach to be around. Well, um, thanks again for listening. If you're continuing to listen, if you're a new listener, thanks yeah, for joining thanks. us. Thanks, we appreciate it. Give At us the, some feedback. Uh, insistence of the old bear. We got business cards that he's handing out. Like it's yeah, trying for sure. Right, but it has the QBR code, and that's cool. QR so code, <laughs> QBR <laughs> qualified bear code. You know, that's sixty. <laughs> Let's get it on record. Sixty. Um, but yeah, pretty cool. Um, hopefully, we get some people. I left some cards down there, and again, here's something that's interesting. Man. Okay. I only caught this because I'll be, I I'll came be the down judge of that. Two point two five million plays mm-hmm. since we went live. Tri County in Ohio. Oh, two point two five. Let that sink in. Tri County. So that's what just Trumbull, Mahoney, right, the ones that touch us. Columbia. Yeah, right. Those three right there. Yeah. And then make up a bigger picture. Ohio set records, of course, for betting and exchanges and, and just racking it up. So that being said, there's a sports book in Austin Town now. With that being said, two point two five plays out there. It's going to be incumbent on this grassroots movement by these eleven listeners, <laughs> the mighty few, to grow us. <laughs> there's that many people wagering. That's our audience. So this is good timing, honestly. Yeah, just kind of got a market that North. Eastern Ohio click thing that mm-hmm. we're different in, in what ways I know we're ordinary in, in every way but <sighs> yeah still we need to grow this a hook because there's so many gamblers and if Ohio's going to break records and be a top well, five state for betting I think the off season here is going to be make it or break it for us to see how we pivot you know you can only t- do so many shows about gambling on football when there's no football being played well that will be able to carry through the draft and then we're going to have to like really get creative with it so i'm excited for that yeah, see, we'll see figure out something with. yeah yeah i think beyond our lack of general vocabulary and knowledge and everything else <laughs> i sense that people don't hate listening to us i don't think so no i think they enjoy it the, the, if they do the 10 or the 11 don't tell me well tell us in a polite way <laughs> scott we're we, not going to use the word trash today for you thank we, you buddy we just uh we just talked about overly sensitive so careful with those pointed criticisms Keep yeah, yourself we, know, we may cry. Come here, can make me cry. <laughs> you can hurt our feelings easily. Yeah, at least obsess over it for <laughs> right. like two months. Right, for sure. Like, did you end up watching that movie, the the Banshees of Ishereen? I've tried to watch it, and then I tried to watch it with the subtitles on because I understand it's a comedy, and you're supposed to see it in a different perspective. Um, it's there's comedic bits. I don't know if I classify it as a comedy. I think it's it, it's a worthwhile venture, but you do have to pay attention because it is tough to hear what they're saying because it's uh, you know on an island on the coast of Ireland. So there's there's accents, you need and the subtitles. It, yeah, you need the subtitles, but uh, gotta have them. Worthwhile venture. Yeah, I'll put in the time. I like those two actors. I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I, I have Mercedes. I have thoughts. So get back to me once you do watch it. He hosted um, SNL. Who? Colin Farrell. No, the other the guy other right guy? before it busted, before that movie came out. Mad-Eye Mooney? I can't remember yeah, the Yeah, he put name. him in a dress. It was funny. He's a good actor. Both good actors. Yeah, no quality. Um, before we get to the playoffs, um, did playoffs. you want to... Playoffs? Did you want to have a bit of like a, an exit survey on the 2022-2023 NFL season? You know, our, neither one of our teams made the playoffs. You know, let's save that for... Okay. for like you got less say, pressing yeah, things. Yeah, when there's less content. Maybe we, we can, can wrap up the whole season. Yeah, we'll come up with something quirky and, and we'll go back through it. And, you know, again, it may it may require us to go back and listen to a few early podcasts, kind of give ourselves, you know, that kind of sense and then just kind mm-hmm. of recap once we get through this. That's a good call. I think we treat 
Well, I think everybody treats it differently, right? There's regular season, not playoffs. Mm-hmm. So th- we shift right into playoffs, playoff yeah. futures, and, and you know, trying to handicap these games in front of us. Well, let me give you the standings, and then we'll get into the games. So the way the AFC shook out, Kansas City is your one seed. They have a bye. They will not be playing this week. Those sons of bitches. People tried to tell me, don't worry about the Chiefs, and there they are, the fucking boogeyman, the one seed in the AFC. Bills, the two. Bengals, the three. Your Jacksonville. Jaguars get the four seed after they beat Tennessee last week. And then your wild card teams are the Chargers, Ravens, and the Dolphins snuck in ahead of the Steelers. Remarkably, your guy, Mike Tomlin, still hasn't had a losing season. Just, he dragged this team kicking and screaming to nine wins. Had a chance to make the playoffs at the end. Just wins. It's what he does. Enough wherewithal, too. And I think think some of the guys in in the text feed, you know, again... The premise. I'm never. I'm not always right, but I'm. I'm not wrong. <laughs> and I did say Kenny Pickett could play football. There's some Jim Rat shit about I, that kid. <laughs> and you have to give. If you go back and you dissect that last oh, half of the season. Man. He's the reason that Tomlin wasn't delivered the under 500 season that I promised. He wasn't good, but he came up in big moments. Um, NFC, your Eagles, coast-to-coast, one seed. The 49ers, the two seed. They've won 10 straight games heading into the playoffs. Your Vikings are the three seed. Uh, The Buccaneers in the playoffs with a losing record at 8-9 and get to host a home game this weekend against the five seed, which is the Cowboys. Then you have your Giants and the Seahawks as the sixth seed there, keeping the plucky Detroit Lions out of there. Your guy, Riverboat Ron, real bad luck, didn't realize he could be eliminated from the playoffs the week they were. But again, we'll save that for another day. So that's our that's our playoff field, the matchups for this weekend. Uh, let's start with just the first one on the list, which is Seattle at San Francisco, a, a division matchup. These teams have played twice already. I'm pretty sure San Francisco beat them both times. Um, hottest team in football, as as mentioned, the 10-game winning streak. Brock Purdy slid in there. This is their third quarterback this season. Haven't missed a beat. Defense has been great. The line is 9.5. What say you? Do you give the wild-card Seahawks any shot in this game, or is it just, you know? No. No shot. And uh, we felt that way about them when we started the season. Yes, and he ended up yes. having the highest QBR rating in the NFL. Washed up I'm, passing was, records for the Seahawks. I was, which was surprising to me. I was scoffing him like Geno Smith. You know, I'm like, yeah. oh, who's going to throw the fucking ball? Geno Smith, you're counting on that. Yeah, he's as like, much as I four thousand yards, thirty him. touchdowns. Right. So <laughs> I was right um, there with you. By however, the way. yeah. That however. being said, there's very few games that I actually watch. Mm-hmm. Because you know that even that Buffalo game, I told you I didn't see one play of it. And it was probably one of the most anticipated Monday night matchups. Oh, yeah. And I didn't watch a play of it. Mm-hmm. There are teams I do watch. And, and these things, you know, as, as much as I can't remember things, certain things do stick out. Last time I watched San Francisco and Seattle play, mm-hmm. and I couldn't tell you the name, and you probably know the name. Number seven, the place defense for San Francisco, just in a fist fight with DK. Ward? Maybe just in a fist fight on every single fucking play, and seven okay. was draped on him like a fucking cape. It looked like part of the Seattle ch- uniform. Word. That being Jamarius said, Ward. they neutralized a running back who's hurt. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, again for me, you tune that game in early in the first few minutes. If I was the coach, I would want my defense on the field first. If San Francisco, San Francisco, mm-hmm. 
because that leg kick when they get all lined up and ready to go, <laughs> it's just great. It's just good fun. So I think they pose all kinds of mismatch problems. And, and and we've already got the sample size. They've already beat them twice. Like I I don't see any reason San Francisco loses this game unless it's like an empty of the tank like yeah, but I don't know if that's in Pete Carroll's DNA. I don't know if they're going to do any type of silly shit. I think they just get run over. And it is what it is. Yeah, and I think too and we before and guys the podcasting, we love talking football. We start talking football before we turn on the mics and mm-hmm. I mentioned how you know, Georgia looked in the Ugh. national championship game. Ugh. How TCU the week before kind of Ugh. shot their load. In my opinion, Seattle to come back to win that, to put themselves in a position yeah. to be in the playoffs. That's it. Yeah, they've overachieved. It's not a home game. They yeah, got to go they, on the road. They overachieved. Yeah. You know, so I think there's a natural letdown. It sounds weird. You mm-hmm. get to the playoffs and have a letdown. I think the team that won't let down is the better coach team. I'm not a Pete Carroll guy. Rose is going to be upset. Hard to argue with the results here. Yeah. yeah. I love Pete Carroll. Who doesn't? I Pete Carroll. She loves old dudes. But, you know, I, I can't get past, you know, I and plus, here's one where I won't hedge. I have a shit ton of San Francisco futures, and I mm-hmm. won't hedge it. No, double down on San Francisco. Yeah, I'm not going to fucking hedge that out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's going to be some other plays where I'll hedge it, and there's going to yeah. be some contradictory things that I'm going to say today that are just, great. you know, it's like, oh, fuck, he's betting this, but he's betting that. It is the nature of what we're doing. We're learning. Yeah, I don't. I don't see a universe where Seattle has the horses. Like you said, emotional letdowns a, a good point because the 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 aspect that gets overlooked a lot of times, especially in sports, is like these cats are they're all human. You know, like that's just kind of human nature. It's going to creep in there. You just had this big emotional game, and then it's like, fuck, we got to play the 49ers. Everybody knows the 49ers good. You look across that field, and you're like, fuck, that defense is so good. What are we going to do about that? Yeah, and and been there, done that versus. You weren't supposed to be here. This group right. collectively was not supposed to be here. No, they exceeded every expectation. I right. Think so had that being them. said, this season's already a success. I think when you see these types of games, and this is something that I'm learning because mm-hmm. we didn't have this before in terms of viewing it, because a lot of the games last week I viewed through a prism of all right, who who's newly installed mm-hmm. is QB, who's newly installed, or who isn't newly installed, or what kind of kicker. I think what you get here is an opportunity to bet over one and a half on the kicker for Seattle. I think Seattle. that's the play. If you like anything about Seattle, fall in love with their kicker right now, Kickers. one and a half. Because I think what will happen is they'll stall out. If they get within uh, the 40 and 20, I don't see Seattle effectively being able to score touchdowns. Because, again, number seven, whoever he is, I have no idea, he will fucking shut down DK. That leaves T. Lockett running around mm. and a kind of banged up tight end and Geno with zero time to throw. Yeah, that's that's going to be the big thing. Like Gino's going to be under siege all game. You got a healthy Nick Bosa. You got Fred Warner patrolling the middle of the field. Um, just well coached unit that can get pass rush with four. Getting pass rush with four is like the the, the single greatest tool you could have in the NFL. Yeah, you know, if we end up on the favorite, you know, typically we bet the under in this the situation. Favorite. And I think favorite under tricky. But I think it's doable here. I think it's doable as well. I'm, I'm with you. Completely in lockstep. So that's an F you. Nine and a, a half. Favorite and an under. Favorite and an under, which means, you know, we're going to miss at least half of that. But I'm pretty confident in the San Francisco minus nine and a half. The other game on Saturday uh, over in the AFC, the Chargers travel to Jacksonville, hosting a playoff game, coming back from back-to-back first overall picks. So worst, worst to division winner. How about that? 13 feet of quarterback. 
13, oh, you totaled it up. Six, 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 Man. six. 13 feet of legit arm strength and so fucking uh, what, what do you do here then? The Chargers road favorite, by the way, two and a half. Yeah, well, and again, if we go back, and I'm just, you know, I could be a million miles away. I think mm-hmm. in one of our early podcasts, I talked about what I felt was going to be dynamic about the Chargers defense. Yeah. When I, I was loosely calling it the up the middle with, with Khalil, Boza, and you got the the maniac on the back end just hitting everything that moves. So I, I think all those components are back now. And we should note that these teams played. Played. And Jacksonville kicked the shit out of them. Yeah. But that but. being said, I think long term for me, all I have future wagers. I have multiple future wagers. If you're taking long shots, mm-hmm. and most of these teams aren't going to be long shots. When you break down this field, when I say long shots, there's there's eight teams that we think have no chance. At least six teams. Yeah. So I did have um, some some future plays on the Chargers for a Super Bowl, uh, AFC champs, and uh, some other weird stuff. So in this game, I'm going to take Jacksonville, and that's a straight hedge. Because if Jacksonville wins, then sure. all my future plays are shot down. Yeah. So what am I going to want? I'm going to want a little blanket. I'm going to want something that says, well, yeah, I dumped $45 on future plays. Mm-hmm. But, but I just bet 15 on Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Right. And if I cash any of the Chargers plays, they're obviously 12 to 1, 22 to 1, 45 to 1 type of situations. Yeah, the Chargers are interesting, right? They ended up playing their starters, which they got a lot of criticism, criticism for week 18. It was so annoying. Mike Williams, already an injury-prone guy. So stupid. Got hurt. He did not practice uh, Wednesday, which is... You set the big fellas down. Typically an indicator. There's no way you're you not can gonna play anything. Saturday. Yeah, it was There's dumb. There's no justification. It was dumb. Here's, no. Here's, he, he said, well, you can only, you can only, you know, you got to play. You got it. There's only 48 guys that people have to play. And it's like, well... The Giants were able to pull it off with the same roster yeah, constraints. No, there's, there's no excuse for it. Yeah, he was he was floating. It was negligent. Yeah, it, it really was. Yeah, you know, if I hit it, I've done this before, and this is one of the. There is no excuse for it. A guy's exiting a par three hole. Mm-hmm. I sense movement. I sense he got in the cart and drove away. Here, the guy was putting his club in his bag, and he was standing behind the cart. So it's a hundred and. 55 yards I hit a 9 iron hit the guy in the back of the fucking neck <laughs> you know and I can buy you a drink and I can't say I'm sorry yeah. and his comment to me was it was inexcusable <laughs> and that's how I viewed what he was doing it was inexcusable there was nothing gained by rushing that or doing that there was nothing gained there was nothing I was going to get out of that nor was that coach you can't ever tell me that that was a wise decision agreed and I think Staley is kind of in this spot he's where get fired. he kind of sucks. He's going to get fired. He kind of sucks. He needs to get fired. Watching him in the division, I'll put it this way. I, as a hated rival, I'm happy he's the coach of the Chargers. Yeah. I hope he sticks around. So here, you could literally go either way. If you, you, could you know, go either six, way. six, you're getting two now with Jacksonville? Two and a half. Okay, then money's coming in. Kind of, and if you were to look Home at the dog, if you look at the AFC slides and the Super Bowl slides, it will slant it that way, right? So yeah. if I'm saying AFC, twelve to one for the Chargers, mm-hmm. Jacksonville's twenty four to one. So that says yeah, something to odds, Yeah, that says to me that the bookmakers think that the Chargers win here. Yeah, I mean they're. That being said, they're I both, love six six. They're both probably not legitimate 
Super Bowl contenders. You're, you're right as far as long shot wise because you do have Herbert, and you're like, okay, there's enough things to like about that defense. Defense is still really good. Um, there's enough things to like about that quarterback that despite Running Kochak, back. he's going to do some amazing things. Austin Eckler just keeps scoring touchdowns. He can't stop. He's addicted to scoring touchdowns. Um, you're right. Jacksonville right now on DraftKings is plus 5,000. Chargers plus 2,000. So significant difference there, but we also have the sample of these teams already playing. But you called it out. It was when his rib was hurt. Justin Herbert completion percentage was 55%. He was probably playing with broken ribs or something. And I've never seen his number that low. He had to throw the ball over 40 times and it was 55%. And conversely, Jacksonville had to put up a shit ton. He was 71 or 72%. I I think Justin Herbert has the best arm in football. Like not best, not necessarily the best quarterback. That's still Pat Mahomes. He's the king. But just like pure arm talent, that dude throws fucking lasers. Well, I it's think I, I think if you watch this week, you're gonna say one A, one B because nobody gets rid of it quicker than the guy on the opposing side. God, you love Trevor Lawrence. He gets rid of it quicker. You he won't Trevor be Lawrence sacked, so and much. he throws it so hard it bounces off of people too. They're identical. They're both six six, big white stance, <laughs> fucking cannon. They bring it so. I would argue that either of these teams are, are either of these teams are alive simply because Cincinnati did it last year. And yeah, path, I, I think that, I think that's a slight false equivalency. I think Cincinnati is better. Like Cincinnati, great QB, built on solid what they defense, had last year. Solid no that I don't know if either of these teams can achieve just because of level of talent on that. Should be coach of the year. Who? Cincinnati? Zach Taylor? He should have got last year. It's probably going to be, well, I guess the odds would tell us who it would be. It should be Dayball, I think. Fuck that fat fuck. If you look at, like, expectations versus talent level, like who got the most out of their roster, probably Dayball. That's not a good Giants roster. It's just not top to bottom. The sample size is too small. (laughs) They love doing that shit, though. First-year head coaches, they love giving those awards. Can't give it to a dude that looks like that. (laughs) Because <laughs> he's bald? <laughs> it's the whole shape. He looks like Humpty Dumpty. <laughs> Fucking do it. Uh, I like the Jags in this spot. You already mentioned you're taking Jacksonville kind of as a hedge against your Chargers Yeah, it's features. a hedge, right? And I'm not going to come out here upset if the Chargers win. I'm not going to be upset if Jacksonville wins. No, your wins. futures are alive. Yeah, and, and probably start looking to next year. And you'll probably get good odds on next round, whichever one of these teams is playing Kansas City. Yeah, and again, I think they're. I, okay, I have no issues with you know, these type of dogs. So I think they have it handicapped very well, honestly. It's a good line. It's a good line. I think you'll get a decent act, decent action on both sides, which is the goal. Look at me complimenting Vegas. Like, hey, you guys. Yeah, yeah you guys were doing this for a minute. Good yeah, job. Yeah, I think that's Kudos. an appropriate line. Pat on your backs. Let's move over to Sunday. Miami at Buffalo. Buffalo is a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 43-and-a-half. They split the season series. Miami won early in the season when it was like 180 degrees on the sidelines, and Buffalo players were falling. Yeah, melting. Um, And then they lost in Buffalo in a close game. I think that was a three-point game. Um, The big variable here is we're looking at Skylar Thompson, not to a tongue of Iloa, not Teddy Bridgewater as the Dolphins quarterback. That's a problem. It's a problem. And you have now that Demar Hamlin's okay. Now that turns into a very uplifting, do it for Demar situation. Yeah, I wonder if he'll be on the, the sideline. 
He might. He's, he's discharged from the hospital. He's back he home. Be there, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine he would. Uh, yeah, I mean, what a really tough spot for Miami. They're gonna get absolutely waxed. And you know, as high as we were on Miami, I still have I know. a play on was, them to win the AFC. I think Tua obviously. I think Teddy gives scrambled. you a chance. Teddy doesn't give you a chance. Sky doesn't give you anything. Sky, so. Sky, Sky. Listen, Sky. I love you, buddy. But this is not your spot. <laughs> and if you're not comfortable laying the 13 or the big number here again i would recommend halves i'm big on betting halves bill's first half bill's first half so you'll get it at seven and a half the other thing i did last week that was interesting and as you're testing out the waters i got a 4.5 to 1 on um miami's first drive resulting in oh turnover and downs punt sure. safety it was uh, you know so i'm like yeah you guys are not going to score on your first drive is basically what i said <laughs> so i got a 4.5 on that there you go so i think that's interesting so when you're doing those things i recommend smaller bets five dollars just to kind of feel it sure. out to see goof if it around that's well i don't know about goof around i'm looking for value <laughs> so last week was really hard to handicap it was like the bowl games right it was just sure. a shit i didn't have fest. a lot of nfl plays actually There's none, because it's a yeah, shit fest so that's to, what forced me to start looking at five kicker plays won't score on your first series first half second half so i was doing mm. all these you know trying to find the value where you can find it basically because i'm still gonna get my 25 fucking plays in you're sure, not gonna hold me come down somewhere by hook or by yeah, crack even on the weeks that i don't in. want to bet you're yeah. gonna at least 15 i want to find something like rugby so, what do we got going on here that's what, it's, what it ended good. up being um uh, yeah i got I'm, I'm comfortable laying the 13 and a half this feels like a three score game this feels like a 20-point Buffalo victory at the minimum. I, I would, I'm would. i reluctant, so I'm probably going to do what I just said. I'm probably going to mm-hmm. go first half, second half, uh, maybe a field goal play, maybe a defensive play, something like that. Something. Ty Bell's tossed out some compelling stats against double-digit dogs in the playoffs tend to lose like most of the time i think it's like two and, and don't cover 11 and don't cover Which yeah that's against converse, the spread converse to what we know about the season we know that underdogs had a slight lean probably 58 percent of the yeah, time. yeah underdogs were good unders were good so playoffs but the playoffs you kind of got to throw throw that stuff out we're, we're buying these stats wholesale i still question it but okay i'll bite <laughs> he provided the article bit. if you wanted to oh, did, he, did he back it up yeah, Fuck. yeah. he got so good yeah he's like, like you want to question legit. my research I didn't know it was. All your guys show up as phone numbers. I never who. I yeah. never know who it is. No, it's just <laughs> just fucking yeah, just random dudes looking into the void. So when they're there next year, I'm going to get everybody's contact information. So it makes more sense to me. Have everyone but, fill um, out an emergency contact form. Again, I would still go. I, you know, for me, it's just tough to lay thirteen and a half. It just, it's just tough. It makes me feel so much like a forty-three and a half. Better. Or over under. Uh, I, I I may have a play on this already. I think Dolphins aren't going to contribute. It I think seem. I may have already made a play on the under. Yeah, I tend to look for just unders now. So if I did make a play, it's and I didn't under. write them down. I, I wrote down a lot of my future plays, but I didn't write down my my straight plays. That's okay. Again, I was having some trouble because I, I was telling you before we came on podcast you know a lot of my things go out the window this time of year i can't use my against the spread my trends my bell mm-hmm. curves my you got to oh, adjust yeah so this is this is harder for me than it is during the regular season this next one here was probably my most difficult one to handicap new york giants at minnesota minnesota ended up being a three-point favorite 48 is the over under there i don't know what to make of this team because i've been uh, screaming from the mountaintops that both these teams are fraudulent all season long the fraud bowl the fraud bowl so 
my inklings home team, but do you trust the Vikings in this spot? No, I think I, I, I think again for me, I already know I bet first half Giants plus two and a half. Mm-hmm. And again, this is a size thing. You know, clearly <laughs> six six over six three. You go with Danny Dimes. Wait a minute. <laughs> Daniel Jones is not better than Kirk Cousins. You can't. No, do he's that. taller. Well, yeah, I know. Jack, yes, you got to make it random. He's taller. Yeah, see, you guys go in this with all this logic, you know. And again, you got me there. You put me in a box. He is right. taller. He is tall. Uh, but again, I don't watch a shit ton of games like you guys probably do. But I did mm-hmm. watch the Giants up close and personal two times, and I am aware of the game that they played against Minnesota that. Everything had to fall just right for Mitty to even win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Dimes has progressed in a way that's real and, and tangible underneath your coach that you Day like. Um, so I expect big things. I, I expect the Giants to be competitive early and often. So I, for me, I'm leaning towards the points. You, you know, I like to take a dog in a close matchup. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins at 4:30. It's starting to get dark. They don't play well Ooh, in the first half. So you're okay. So you're saying Vikings slow start and then slow it's going to be start. dark, and now Kirk's not going to be able to function. Uh, he's in prime time. In now the what? Now what the now fuck just happened? Now it's prime time. However, he does hold an NFL However. record for the greatest comeback on the earth. Um, uh, so it's it's just the number. It's the right number. You know, if it was three and a half, I think I'm all over the Giants because it feels like a three point game. Well, and these are things that you guys are going to have to learn as you go and future listeners. You know, I already sense a bias to me when I bet first halves. I bet first half favorites. Mm. So I'm trying to fight that upstream. So here I can fold in a first half dog. If that makes sense. And again, in a toss up, I'm going to look for size. And if they're. Exact same size. I'm going to look and see if anyone played Texas football. Were you in the state of Texas at any time? And then I then I go that route. So I don't I don't, I don't know, know where for tech, from Texas. Danny Dimes. I know where he played college. Yeah. Duke, of course. Yeah, I don't know where. Like I don't know Duke. where he went to Michigan State for Kirk Cousins. Yeah, and I don't know where uh, where they played their high school football. If I had to guess, Danny Dimes, where he played high school football, and Robbie can get this back to us. I'm going to say high school football, probably in the Carolinas. Well, I, I, I don't Duke's, know. Duke's a weird school to pick for football if you're not already in the Carolinas, I think. So I think he's from North Carolina is going to be my... You're voting in-state? I think in-state, yeah. Well, it's a safe play. I was going yeah, somewhere on is. the coast, but I was thinking more like Maryland, somewhere above. Ooh, you know what? I could see that. Some small... The lacrosse belt? I don't know. I want Maryland. You got North Carolina. That, like Atlantic. We're in coast area yeah it, it could honestly go either way i think when you look at it receiver wise obviously clearly slanted heavenly vikes i honestly think oh god <laughs> i think that osborne is a situational receiver there where you can you can get some some action too so i think he's going to be fantastic i think that's why we'll see the disappearance it also feels like this season justin jefferson put a lot of space between him and number two i think he's the best wide receiver in football by a comfortable margin at this point and it's going to be that way for like a decade i love Devontae. More than anybody. Justin Jefferson is better. Oh, he just is. I don't know. And I this is a number one Devontae fan. I love Devontae. He's he's not that guy. Nobody's that guy currently. Not currently. However, the Giants already played him once. Mm-hmm. They played him well. Mm-hmm. I think Osborne's the X Factor. Interesting. So if, if so, you're looking at KJ Osborne props. Like KJ Osborne to score a touchdown. I would. And it's and it's kind of how that That's offense opens up. But the one thing that I do like about the Giants is um, they have a guy that kind of reminds me a little bit of 
number 11 on the Cowboys, Micah Parsons, but the Giants version, I want to say the guy played at Michigan. He's a maniac. He fucked us up twice. Are you talking about Kayvon Thibodeau? I think so. He played for Oregon. Yeah, he played for Oregon. Yeah, he's an animal. So, again, Kirk's going to have his hands full. Let's see. K.J. Osborne, anytime touchdown is plus 240. First touchdown, plus 1,400. But if you think he's going to make a big play late, last touchdown, plus 1,600 for K.J. Osborne on DraftKings. Interesting. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not, a, that's not a bad number for any time touchdown Connect either. Connect the dots. Uh, I'm probably taking the Giants plus the points, I think. Yeah, yeah I'm leaning might, Giants. I might lean over. What's the total? 48. It's a big number. It's I'd almost like it to be a little higher. I'd be more inclined to take the over, but it's a weird uh, spot. Yeah, it's, uh, Maybe it's hard for away. me now. Once I got used to betting unders, unders it's hard for yeah, me to bet it's overs. Hard to, like, find the overs. I agree. But I like the Giants first half value. Baltimore at Cincinnati, another backup quarterback situation. We're looking at Tyler Huntley. It looks like who uh, has been bad. Like there was a lot of talk in the offseason. I think we were probably part of it as well. Like, you know, Huntley does you know, the same he can, thing. He could start on a lot of teams. Like, actually, he kind of sucks. <laughs> you know, <laughs> a lot of times when you're watching the product that they put out there, it really does look like playing like, quarterback oh, super hard. Yeah. Like, this that's is a, so fucking this is incredibly a hard. So this is a backup quarterback. So this, okay. this is really incredibly hard. Okay. So, obviously, the it. number up into five and a half as soon as I sent yeah, it out. Because they were still everybody like, getting a now, play. Yep. And then by the time I actually got my stock in on Cincinnati. I was at seven. Is now at nine and a half. Nine and a half. So mm-hmm. all probably be over are, ten before right. the game actually gets there. So again, I don't have to bet this game simply because I have so many futures on Cincinnati. And they just they just played. Just played. Cincinnati beat the shit out of them. Yeah, kind of. But right, it was still one score away from covering. There were some backdoor covers still alive there because I did actually have Baltimore last week, and mm-hmm. the line was very similar. So there were some opportunities for a guy that. Again, playing quarterback looks sure. really hard. It's real looks difficult. Really fucking hard. Don't think Just I can what do I it. can see. I can throw a ten yard pass, but not the rest. I- <laughs> but uh, here, I think I did get a play in on the kicker on the leg at one and a half. On Baltimore's kicker or Cincinnati's kicker? Cincinnati, you can't get the other guy. They don't even fucking oh, post Oh, Tucker, they don't even yeah, put like, We know that dude's going to kick. Yeah. Four we, of them. we can't set that right. fucking line high enough. So you can get uh, seven and a shooter half at one and a half. So I got to play there. Um, and then I have Cincinnati minus seven. It's nice that you got it in at seven. I'm still going to take it at nine and a half. I think Ugh. it's a double digit. Bengals victory. See, that's the difference. I want to bet immediately. Like, the playoff games are still going on. I was ready. I was ready. And you're going to have to get to that side. I know that there's been advantages. Sometimes it hurts you. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, But, yeah, here, and again, most of my stocks are tied up in futures with, with, with the Bengals. Yeah, uh, definitely. We we talk about you know lopping off teams like okay, which teams can win the Super Bowl, which teams can't. The Bengals are definitely firmly in that can win the Super Bowl camp. Um, great defense, great coaching, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And then you got Joey B, who's just an absolute and then savage. Throw a kicker on if you get to the forty. McPherson, has got a leg. It's a chip shot. You know, yeah. fifty-five yarder, no problem. So. Any condition. Any place. 40 and a half is the over-under. Again, they're not expecting Baltimore to score many points yeah, under. in this game. AFC I think North. they've averaged like 12 and a half points with Huntley as a starter or since Lamar went out, which AFC is Nunders. real tough. AFC North, Nunders. The Nunders. 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 Nothing but Nunders. AFC North. Yeah. 
Yeah, the two AFC North teams bet under, walk away. Yep, you don't, have, you don't have to watch the game. Lastly, we've got the Tom Brady Bowl, Dallas at Tampa Bay on Monday night. Dallas is a road favorite, minus two and a half. Forty-five and a half is your over/under. Um, this is a weirdly public game, right? Because you've got the Cowboys and you've got Tom Brady. Yeah, you have to go side. and a lot of stats, right? And I do a lot believe of stats. I think Tampa Bay. The Bears were bad. I think all Tampa year. Bay may have beat him nineteen ten earlier. I think they played this year. Maybe. Fact I, I don't me. have any recollection of it, Fact but that doesn't me. mean it doesn't uh, My guy in Tampa Bay sent me all these stats. Okay. Right? So it is a really, really tough game. And a lot of times when I, I have sleeping disorder, mm-hmm. just get that on record, I have a sleeping disorder. Make sure the wife hears that. <laughs> that I was laying there thinking about this game in particular. Mm-hmm. Like, what did I really see? What do I really know? What can I really push away from the table? Because the last halo or hangover I have is my team just fucking mud-stomping the shit out of the Cowboys. Like, we made it look fucking easy. Like, they were, they, like, they had 19 opportunities on third down. I think they converted two or something. They did. Uh, we they, fucked them up so easily. They did beat the Cowboys 19-3 in the first game of the I season. I said 19-10. I stand corrected. Yeah, 19-3. 19-3. So that being said, so I saw that the Cowboys mm-hmm. suck. I hate the Cowboys. I, I got to factor that in. Saw that they suck. But I can't ignore how bad Tampa Bay was through the regular season and how bad their product was as a as a as something to consume. Sure. And I think what you get there is the halo of the last few games. You get the Tom terrific, you get some output. Brady in the playoffs. Mike Evans breaking tackles, running touchdowns, and it looked it looked like something. However, I can't dismiss what I saw all year long. I also think Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys in his career. I think he's like 7-0, 8-0 against the Cowboys. Oh, I wish he was a commander then. Or Well, yeah, yeah, everyone yeah. does. <laughs> uh, that being said, I think these two teams play to an under. Because it's a close Ooh, that's match. Interesting. Yeah, I just go to the under. I think Tampa Bay is going to have trouble scoring. I, I think really? legit defense. And then I think conversely, I don't think you can just fucking flip a switch. I don't think you can come out a week 18 or whatever that was, your 17th game of the season, look that fucking bad and had to play your starters mm-hmm. deep into the game. And I mean, we took 8-8 eight, eight out of the game. We took your tight end. We, we did whatever we wanted. We didn't start a lot of fucking guys. Yeah, and Commander was, Sam was out there. It was fucking easy. Dropping bombs. It was easy. I don't know that you can just show up to the playoffs and go engage against Tom Brady on the fucking road when you have to. So, therefore, I'm not saying Dallas won't win, and I'm not saying Tampa Bay won't win. I'm saying I think it's fucking under. Interesting. 45 and a half is such a, such a good one, because I do think these teams can put up points. And... Tampa Bay has shown to not have the most prolific defense throughout the season. Dallas, conversely, did show to have a pretty good defense, but then again, you have the Tom Brady, Mike Evans thing on the other side. This is the healthiest Tampa Bay's been. I want to discount that they're a 16-point team. However, I think they truly are. I think you are who you are, and you have to be willing to listen. So my instincts are normally wrong. And I've been very vocal about wanting to bet against Dallas in the playoffs because I do think, like you said, they're going to crumble. Like it just kind of is, is what it is. You know, Dak's been bad. Dak's been objectively bad. Throwing interceptions all over the place. 
bad. Uh, turnovers will absolutely destroy you in the playoffs. You don't want to give Tom any more chances than he needs. 45 fucking years old, still fucking throwing 60-yard bombs to Mike Evans. Um, so, yeah, in the public bowl, I think I'm also going Tampa Bay. I, I like the I like the number. It's under three. Another home dog. Got two home dogs this round to take advantage of. So, I think I got to kind of pull the trigger uh, with, uh, with Tom take the track record well let me ask you this then okay let's connect the dots sure let's take some of the things i just said Mm -hmm. and let's re-engineer this okay which team over the last few weeks has been ascending Tampa, Tampa Bay, technically, offensively, yeah. And then the last game we just saw of Dallas, their sample was horrible. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Who's going to put together the best first sequence? If we think it's Tampa Bay, then the play is going to be Tampa Bay first half. And I do think back to your halves. And I do think it's going to be Tampa Bay first half. And here's why: I think it will take Dallas a minute to correct some of those things they were doing wrong last Mm -hmm. week. And or there could be a situation where you can look at both kicker props. Anticipating that they're going to still have their struggles. Tampa Bay, you especially if you like the under, you should probably be in on the kickers. And then conversely, I think Dallas will still have trouble putting up points in situations just because, again, Dak. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what shape Pollard's in, but we know Zeke's. I don't want to use the word trash, Scott, but Zeke is the shell of his former self. But he'll still get you ten touchdowns. Yeah, you know, Scab Villa. Yep, he was a, he was a perfectly Scab serviceable Scab. fantasy player. So yeah, I don't honestly. And again, for me, what I'll do is I'll push away from the table again, and I'll start tracking. If the public is on a dog in a big way, like they were with TCU, we go the other way. Yes, if it's a dog, or you take TCU money line. If you're me, <laughs> <laughs> but also hedge it a bit with Georgia first. Yeah, you got to get there. Yeah. So again, I'm probably going to wait. And again, I don't think I have a play on this yet. I'm going to open up my plays now because we pretty much. Well, let's get into the breakdown then. Where are we at on time wise? Forty minutes. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's just jump in. What team has no chance of winning the Super Bowl? This is great. I'm glad you asked. Let me pull up the odds here. I so, just draw a line right through them right now. I'm gonna. I'm going to. Do you want me to start from the top or start from the bottom? And well, you tell, tell me you if what, that. Here's team. where I'm at. Here's where I'm at in the NFC. Okay. I, the the four that I'm comfortable drawing a line through. Okay. That cannot win the Super Bowl. Cannot win the Super. Bowl. Okay, so we're starting from the bottom. Seattle. Cannot. Uh, the Giants. Cannot. The Vikings. Cannot. The Buccaneers. Cannot. The Cowboys. I left them on the list. <laughs> okay. You think if they get past Tom, well, yeah, they can get hot. It's you know, you well, can't you can't ignore all of it, right? You could look you at it. You could look at the most recent result, you, but you could also you look can't. at the body work to the season like a Parsons can go on a run. Like a Parsons, they got a good second. That's the thing. I'm glad you brought him up. Going back to this game here for a second, like that's gonna be a problem for Tampa Bay. For, is that and pass that rush. goes to my under. That, yeah. that goes to my under. Start looking at connect the dots, baby. The dots, yeah. So start looking at some of those defensive props on the other side. Can't cannot win the Super Bowl. Okay, so there's only two two other teams left in the NFC. San Francisco, yes, we've already talked about, and Philadelphia, we haven't talked about since they don't play this week. Yeah, so those are the three: F- San Francisco, Philadelphia, Dallas. Those are your three teams in the NFC. Yeah, that well, you think what we're doing here is we're taking uh, this down to a horse race. We're going to eliminate the horses we don't like, and then we're <laughs> going to start talking exactas on horses we do like. Okay. And just so we're up to speed two. The AFC is favored to win the Super Bowl. 
Yes, because okay. because of the Chiefs and Bills. Okay, I would say so. Yeah, going to the AFC, the Miami Dolphins. Nope. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Don't draw a line through them. Don't draw a line through them. Simply not, and I'm not saying. If you wanted a long shot, exactly. that's a, that's so a you don't draw a line through them. You draw a line through Miami. Dougie P's done it before. That's my logic Dougie too. Dougie P's been there. If you're gonna get a guy ripe and ready, it's Dougie P because he's Dougie done P, this. Man. He did this with a backup in a situation where he wasn't supposed to achieve, and they're getting loose and right at the right they time. Big plays, and I'll tell you, Zay you had know. 11 catches the last time. This I love these Zay two Jones. teams, Matt, uh, Matt Raider legend Zay Jones, uh, Baltimore Ravens can't. Uh, Chargers, we already talked about a little bit. List. Bengals, on the list forever. Bills, Chiefs, all on the list. And then, you know, I, I'll cut Buffalo out. Yeah, just... <laughs> Buffalo can't win a Super Bowl because they've never won a Super Bowl. So that's, they can't. That's it's logical. Jacksonville has also never won a Super Bowl. Hey, we're getting there. So we've got three in the NFC and then four in the AFC that realistically can win the Super Bowl, you think. Well, I, I would say more closely one, two, three, four, five teams that could realistically win the Super Bowl and two viable long shots. Did you cross off Minnesota? Yeah. Okay. Once I take it a step further, honestly, in the NFC, I only I have a two-horse race, San Francisco, Philly. I might put Minnesota in that Jacksonville class. San Francisco, Philly, and the NFC, because I will get rid of Dallas at some point. I, there's, there's not a bone in my body that's going to be about a Dallas future. Can't do it. Can't do it. And then the other side, I left five teams listed under AFC for future considerations. KC, Buffalo, Cincy, Jacksonville, and the Chargers. Because I think Jacksonville and the Chargers are interchangeable. You're just going to get twice the value if you take Jacksonville on every bet. Yeah. If you bet them to win the AFC, you bet them to win the Super Bowl, you're going to get twice as much if you're betting the Chargers. And those are long shots. Mm-hmm. Everything else we're already taking off the table because yeah, they're super long shots. Yeah, I acknowledge that those are about as long as you want to go and still feel realistic about it. Yeah, and from there, what I'd recommend is start doing what I call Super Bowl exactus. You start find the horses that you like the most. Pairing those teams up. Right, so for example, I have a parlay, San Francisco to win the NFC, parlayed with Cincinnati to win the AFC. Boom, mm-hmm. you get that. Uh, you can do an exacta in the Super Bowl, Cincinnati over San Francisco, San Francisco over Cincy. So these are all bringing you like 35 to 1, 45 to 1. These opportunities will bring you some value. But you got to get the horses right, so you start working your exactas. Um, of course, you'll have a San Francisco play to win the Super Bowl 6 to 1, Cincy to win the Super Bowl 9 to 1, uh, San Francisco over Buffalo 35 to 1. But you, you see, I didn't put Buffalo over San Francisco. See what I did there? <laughs> I'm so confident Buffalo won't win a Super Bowl. Uh, and from there, I do have placed on the AFC. Uh, I got the Chargers at uh, 12 to one, the Jags at 25 to one, the Bengals at 3.5 to one. And then the NFC, I got the Niners at uh, about 1.9. I also have the Chargers at 3.5 because I bet it early. Mm-hmm. To win the NFC, which I like, and I got KFC at a short price, two to one, and I still have a ticket on Miami if they accidentally win the AFC. <laughs> it, w- it would be very accidentally, that's for sure. Yeah, so I looks about fourteen future plays so far, and how I acquire these plays, I don't win a lot of money betting weekly, mm-hmm. but if I have a week where I'm up sixty, eighty, ninety, I do a bunch of ten ten dollar futures. Save some of that off the top into that's the it, futures. Ten dollar futures. Yeah. Yeah, not a bad not a bad group. So we're thinking realistically probably five teams that can win the Super Bowl, maybe four if you include your weird Buffalo bias, and then two or three legitimate 
semi-legitimate long shots that are worth a couple couple shekels in your mind. You've got me excited about Jacksonville. I may join you on the Jags as a plus 5,000, you know, dream team. What if they go on a run type team? So I'm, I'm into that. I'll, I can endorse that. Get the size. You can't buck size. That's my thing that makes me a little bit nervous about San Francisco. I don't know how, how big uh, the Brockinator is, so we'll have to pull up his height. The Brockett ship? The Brockett ship. See if he's see if he's tall enough to ride that ride. I could effort that for you pretty um, easily. So far, the shortest QB I'm seeing, I believe, would be any quarterback starting from Miami, Baltimore. Brock Purdy's listed at 6'1". It might be him. He might be the shortest in the bunch because I'm guessing Jalen Hurts is over 6'3". I don't know, I know about that. I think Zach's Jaylen... pretty tall. Uh, Tom's 6'4". Um, the guy in Seattle, 6'3". Jalen Hurts is 6'1". Six, 6'1". One. Six, one. There's your short That's quarterbacks. That's what he's listed, but he's probably Which, shorter uh, than that. Give me Dak, then. What's his size? Dak Prescott. We know Danny Dimes is 6'6". Six, six. Dak Prescott is 6'2". Six, 6'2". Two. Six, two. So if we go by just size, I guess Tom Brady... But that was Tom Brady. He's, he's one of the three yeah, guys. He's the tallest know, one in the it, NFC. It all, so it all checks out. checks. My size uh, hypothesis <laughs> proven to fruition. If we're ranking him by height. Connect yeah, the dots. Tom Brady's got the best chance. Um, the guy in Buffalo is 6'5", right? He's a big fucker. Yeah, Josh Allen's huge. And uh, Joey Bubblegum's 6'4". I'm putting him down with 6'4". Sounds six, about four. right. I'm not going to fact check it, but it I'm sounds correct. Check that. So, And Patrick's probably the shortest in the AFC. I may have to strike him, strike a line through. Hey, Kansas City can't win the Super Bowl. Buffalo can't win the Super Bowl. Then it really is between Cincinnati, Chargers, and the Jags. Kansas City, you completely like torpedoed my reverse jinx on Kansas City in the group chat. I was trying to like make sure they didn't win a Super Bowl by saying they would, and you're like, I don't know. Just let it go. Yeah, let it go there. Yeah. So this is going to be an exciting week again. This um, is a fun round. I think next next round is going to be most fun because then you get the one seeds involved. But um, I think overall the playoff field's pretty fun. You know, the only thing that change is obviously we you know if we didn't have the backup quarterbacks in there that'd be better. If we had Lamar playing, if we had Tua playing, um, there'd be some really really exciting things going on there. But it kind of if they were bigger, they probably wouldn't be hurt. Well, well, hey, you can't argue with Kyler. Yeah, the Lord of those little QB in the league. That's why I think this guy coming out of Georgia, I mean, he's been in Georgia, he's 28 now. He's a little old to get <laughs> into the NFL. 34. He's 34. Um, his size, unless you're Drew Brees and you're not, uh-huh. you have zero chance at. Well, playing in the NFL, Stetson Bennett didn't have a chance of being like a good pro quarterback. Anyways. That's what I'm saying. He, yeah. uh, even with that resume, he's still not going to be. He'll probably be a backup somewhere for like a, a little bit. But Stetson Jake Fromm's on our practice squad. I didn't even yeah, fucking he know that. Yeah, he sucked too. Like all those Georgia guys, like suck. But you know the the info the infrastructure around them, Jake Fromm, JT Daniels, Stetson Bennett, they all suck. How about <laughs> the fucking one of the plays I had, and I put the boost wager on it was the booster was the over in that game. Oh, Georgia did it themselves. They did it themselves. <laughs> and without even fucking, without it, on fourth down, he threw it in the end zone. I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. Like, I couldn't worry. fathom. Don't worry, Mick. We got you. We'll drag. I'll oh, drag my goodness. I couldn't even us. believe it. Yeah, I, um, I'm looking now at what I did play. David Pollock said Georgia runs college football on the 
like the halftime show with Nick Saban sitting right there. It looked like Saban wanted to slap the shit out of him. <laughs> we tuned it. Obviously, I think everybody tuned it. Yeah, I was done. Like we're yeah, done. I'm like, I can't keep watching this. So I opened up what I did bet for this weekend. Okay. Giants first half, two and a half. San okay. Francisco minus five and a half first half. Okay. Uh, I got to play on the under, which I was selling the Tampa Bay under. I was selling that hard. I have uh, Evan the leg over one and a half field goals. Jason Myers over one and a half. Bengals minus seven. Under 43 in the San Francisco game. I have a play on the under 46. I thought you said 45, but I have under 46 in Miami Buffalo game. So I might have got a good number there. Miami uh, Buffalo is 43 and a half is what I see now. So, well, yeah, you did get a well, good number. Well, got a good number mm-hmm. under 46. Yeah. Um, and then I did, again, I took the Jags. I could have got a better price with them. Um, so those are the plays I've made to date on top of the futures for this weekend. I have not made any plays yet for this playoff round. I will I will do so. I'm definitely going to at least take Cincinnati before that creeps past 10. Um, as we talked about, I like all the big favorites. I like San Francisco. I like Cincinnati. I like Buffalo. Um, in the short lines, I like the dogs. That's kind of how it worked out. I like Jacksonville. I like uh, New York. And I like Tampa Bay. Well, again, before kickoff, do yourself a favor, though. Think about yeah. it like I'm starting to think about it, too. Who's established and entrenched that can score in the red zone, can't score in the red zone? How can sure. I leverage that to our advantage, whether we're using it for defensive props, kicking props? Or totals. Totals, those types of things, right? Because you're going to get a certain amount of proficiency from teams that have been going well, that are systematic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that... Yeah, I think the Brock and ship's a little different just because the system's so entrenched and it's so well-oiled now. Yeah. Um, but I think there's some value to be had in some of these games that when you look at it, you're like, damn, I got to lay all those or I got to do this or I got to do that. Who's going to punch it in when it counts and who's not? K.J. Osborne. There's something about that guy. <laughs> I mean, Thielen, you're gone. This dude's going to be a star behind the star. And I think great teams have that tandem. I'm... I, I'm not sold yet. Star is strong, but I do think KJ Osborne's a good wide receiver. There's NFL. a couple games that just really stuck out. Yeah, was like, oh, yeah. Man. He's, he's good for like, oh, oh that was wow. a big catch. Like how ooh, that KJ. comeback, he had yeah. a huge day, yeah. and then a few weeks later, he had another huge day. So, yeah, it should be a fun weekend. The game I want to watch the most, and I won't miss it down of, is obviously the the six six matchup, the thirteen feet of QB, the Jacksonville Chargers game. I think yeah, that's the funnest game on Saturday. Uh, and I, I and I am pretty high on the Giants. To be truthful about Danny Dimes, I am not high on his receivers. I'm high on the coach, the defense, the running back, uh, the subtleties of it. And I think somewhere along the way, Minnesota loses one of those close games. Do you remember when Kenny Galladay was good at football for a minute and then got for a bag a of loot? Like he was, he was, got a bag was, of loot. He was good for a few years in Detroit. A bunch he was of touchdowns. Really good. Yeah, I really love Kenny Galladay. Well, I think when you're there, you have those opportunities, and then when you get your bag, you're like, ah. Eh. Like whatever. Yeah. Even, I'm even a little mad at still DeAndre Hopkins for fumbling that one game, just fucking holding <laughs> it out here like this to scoop and score. I think it was against, I don't know, the 49ers or somebody. But just you can't, you can't be like that. And I do know why receivers took over the market. When you mm-hmm. look at who won fantasy football or who's – there's well, a reason. Yeah, it's wide, wide receivers. It's were, wide receivers, pivotal, yeah. Pivotal this year, for So sure. congrats to the league winner. Jimmy Chismark. Yeah, good job. He went back heavy back receiver. Champion. I yep. went heavy running back. That's how we both arrived. You both got Corner there. of the market on one, yeah. one or the other. Receivers are backs. Right. If only you would have invested the Najee money into a wide receiver or something. Najee. 
Naj, eh? Thank you, everyone, for listening. I think that about covered it on Wild Card Weekend, unless there was anything else you wanted to touch on before no. we disappear for this week and we'll no. be back. Let's get back at it. Let's next push, week. Let's push the listenership, whatever you guys can do to help us. Yeah. Now that we know that we have 2.25 DGENs living in the Tri County area. We already knew that. Yeah. We already knew that. It's a global phenomenon. Yeah, let's get yeah. it going. All right. Thanks, everybody. Keep it coming. Good luck. Stay Bye. Stay safe.